to an episode of the Demoiselle Podcast, where you can join me for 10 minutes of your day for some thoughts and reflection on different topics. Today, we're talking about working parents and gender norms. So get comfy, and let's talk about it. So today we're going to keep it pretty casual. I have actually just come back to work after taking an extended long weekend. It was Monday bank holiday this week in the UK, so I took Tuesday off and gave myself a nice long break, which was a very welcomed break. And I was hesitating with what to make the podcast about today, and I think we're just going to go with a chatty update and talk about something that sort of popped into my radar at work, actually. And before that sounds horrifically dry, we're going to be talking about gender norms and working parents um, and whatever else comes into my brain in the next 10 minutes. So... I came into work this morning and I say into work, into my home office work, Um, so came mentally into work this morning and I had been sent this article actually by my mom and it was written by, it was my ex-boss's wife, so a little bit of a tenuous link but bear with me, and it was an article called Diversity and Inclusion Starts at Home and she wrote about essentially kind of the trials and tribulations and tricky situations that her and her husband went through in their career as working parents together. And I have to say it touched me because a lot of the examples she talked about were things I really recognized in what I've learned since sort of growing up and having these conversations with my parents, since I've learned they've gone through. I wasn't really aware of this when I was a child gallivanting around, but I've kind of learned in hindsight the, I guess, judgment and the bias that they, they faced. So for a little bit of context before we go in any further, um, I work in diversity, equity, and inclusion. For anyone who knows me, it's right up my alley. My um, background, my educational background, is in sociology and communications, first and foremost, and my master's is actually in fashion and media communications. For anyone who's thinking that's just about clothes, there'll be a whole podcast on that for you later. Um, But actually, a lot of it, I kind of focused, and I focused my thesis on cultural literacy, so it was a lot on you know things like gender norms, unconscious bias, um, this this whole realm essentially. Um, other things like appropriation versus appreciation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I do face a lot of these topics in my work, and that's why I currently love my job, um, and they come up in my personal life too. So we're going to talk about it today. Specifically, we're focusing on gender equality because I think there's just no way we can touch on the intersectionality that could come into play in these situations in this 10-minute podcast. I also recognize that I'm able to do that because my parents are both white, so we didn't have, you know, they're white, cisgendered, straight parents, so there was no intersectionality really to play with in that sense. But yeah, I grew up in a small village in Switzerland, so we're talking about a very small group of people Um, not much diversity and you know especially at the time if we think of how quickly things have are moving you don't have to go very far back for things to be vastly different so definitely where I was in the world as well this was a place where it was very comfortably assumed that you had a mom and a dad and the mom was at home and the dad worked end of story that was just very safely assumed Um, so growing up I definitely had to point out that my mom worked that's definitely something I sensed and felt immediately I also, looking back, realized that it was a very big part of my mom's personality to other people and less so of my dad's. So my mom would be seen as this sort of strong career woman, whereas my dad was a a man (laughs) and he worked and he had children. There wasn't really much to assume until you talked to him further. 
But as soon as you learned that my mom was a working mom, she had this sort of aura that was developed in people's minds. Now, not to say that my mom isn't a very strong woman and I'm not, you know, it's completely true, but it shouldn't come from that assumption and what I'm going to be referring to as unconscious bias. Um, without wanting to completely over explain this, I think most people know what bias is, but it's very important to really focus on that unconscious part of it. And also remember that no one is exempt from having unconscious bias. Um, it comes to different degrees and how we react based on how that unconscious bias plays out in our minds is a different story, but it really is interwoven into the web of modern society. So there's no way of really avoiding having it. What we're all trying to do or what most of us are trying to do is educate ourselves so that we can see it as it comes up. So for the most part, people aren't actually erasing their biases altogether. They're just raising awareness so that when they come up in their minds, they can kind of shove that back down. <laughs> Um, and so one of those biases would be, for example, assuming that mother works and uh, that mom's at home and that dad works, as an example. And so I read this article and a lot of those examples happened. And I want to share some of them because I think reading them, again, they seem obvious when you say them out loud. You'd think you'd never do that. But it's in a very subtle way that these things emerge. And a lot of it has come almost from habit. You've probably noticed yourself, potentially not, but... Complaining about Mondays, for example. Now, don't get me wrong, some people genuinely will hate Mondays and they hate their job, but for the most part, I always say life's too short to hate it one day a week. But your Monday's your Monday. It's always been the same thing, but you get used to coming to work and saying, oh, it's Monday, and by end of Wednesday, you start saying, oh, I can't wait for the weekend. And there are probably times, I'd like to think for many of you, where you're actually having a pretty nice day at work. And of course, you're looking forward to the weekend, but you've gotten into this habit of speaking about something a certain way. Another way this comes up is with relationships. People joking about, oh, got to get back to the missus. You've probably heard that one before. This kind of thing where you start saying what is expected of you and not necessarily what you feel. And unconscious biases can really grow that way. So a lot of these things people didn't necessarily believe as they were saying. They've just been sort of taught and have practiced speaking this way over and over again about a subject. So, for example, the you must have to get home to the wife or the children. One that my dad definitely faced was if he ever wanted to leave work a little early to go pick up me or my sisters, the question was, where's your wife? Because that would be her job. Um, these kinds of things that slip out and people say them because they've just been just taught by society to think this way and they haven't actually engaged and questioned it. And that's what we're all trying to do is to question these things. But it got me thinking because it's very hard to look back on you know, as I'm older now and see that we grew up just fine, we were perfectly happy, but that my parents were forced to constantly question their priorities because the world had taught them that you can't do it all. And so if you're trying to do both, if you're trying to have a career and a family, one of them is lacking. There's one of those sides that you're not doing enough. And that is such a harsh reality to, to give people because it's far from the truth. I can imagine loads of people out there think this is far from the truth. But it is a reality that a lot of working parents face. And I'm reading this article and, you know, I'm now in my late 20s. So, you know, it wouldn't be crazy for me to have kids in the next while if I wanted them and to be in a situation that my parents were of kids and both working with my partner. And I thought to myself, would this be me? You know, are we going to face that same awkward, you know, unevil status when we're in social gatherings that turn towards work and everyone asks my partner for his expert opinion? and then asks me to send them a recipe. You know, I'm talking very big gender norms here and gender 
you know, generalizations. And to some of you, this might seem so old school, but it's really embedded a lot more than we think. You know, I have, I notice I still have to laugh and smile and correct people who assume I want children, you know, who tell me that my opinion will change, who smile and laugh at me saying that I don't at the moment. And I'm open that it will change, but I don't need someone else to tell me it will. You know, if I choose to not have kids in the future, am I going to have to reassure people that I'm okay with that, that there isn't an empty void that I'm shoving a career into and that I actually have a full life that happened to take a path that doesn't have children? You know, is my partner going to have to deal with some like silly jokes if he mentions that he does all the cooking? Or is he going to have comments if, you know, I am at a higher pay grade than him? These seem so old school. But, you know, I'm reading this article today that was published only a month ago. And I know it was looking back, but we're really not talking back very far. And it just started to hit me that these things are oh so present. Now, of course, I'm aware of these. You know, I work in, in DEI, so I'm aware of these dynamics. But sometimes when you turn it back onto yourself and your own lived experience and you start to imagine that we haven't actually come that far, it can really throw you off. And that's why I'm talking about it today. So I'm very sorry that there will not be a magic solution conclusion to this podcast. It's really just come and think with me. But maybe have a think about whether you've had any of these assumptions before. You know, Google unconscious bias. Try some of those quizzes that check them and things. Just have a look and question yourself. You will find some and it's okay. The last thing you need to bring into this is guilt. Just inform yourself. Take it as a platform to do better. But it is something that's worth questioning yourself on because I think sometimes things like gender norms, gender equality, women's rights feel old school almost and we forget that there's progress that needs to be made there. Now I am a firm believer that when it comes to gender equality there is also a side of things that needs to look at personality hierarchies which is going to be my next podcast because I think it's a very interesting thing to look into. Um, but yeah I do think it's very interesting to think about whether these things have come into your life, whether you're maybe doing them as well, you know, when you're speaking to someone, do you keep saying their girlfriend, their boyfriend, you know, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, and not using, or your husband, your wife, and not using their name? It's a small, small act, but it makes a big difference, and these things all add up. You know, are you complaining every Monday when actually you've had a nice weekend and you're feeling quite energized? Really recognize what you're saying and whether it really is coming from the heart, because it's something that happens, as I said, very subliminally. Um, and I'll just finish with a thought, which is, you know, how can we really appreciate people's identity to the full if we start with all these presumptions? You know, how can I tell you a story about how my dad taught me to tie my shoes if you're already picturing that he was wearing a suit and doing it between conference calls? You know, how can I tell you that I love my nieces and nephews so much if you're already projecting that it's making me think I want children? Or, you know, how can we just share an achievements if you're going to add despite in front of people's achievements? You know, despite being a mother, she has a great career. You know, I think employers really need to stop seeing family, in this case we're talking family, but, you know, as a distraction when it's almost always a driving force. You know, we speak about equity a lot at work because though we talk about, you know, equality a lot, equity is really important because it talks about equal opportunity by addressing different needs. So, you know, if everyone needs to, I always use this example, but if everyone needs to see through a very high window and everyone's different heights and those heights represent, you know, all sorts of different things, some people might need one box to stand on. Some people might need two boxes to stand on. 
Some people might not need a box at all. But if you do that case-by-case -case basis, you end up with everyone equally looking out this window. And so equity really talks about giving equal opportunity with different needs. But it also means that to start equal, especially when it comes to gender, you're going to have to give the benefit of the doubt. Give him more credit. His job's not a given. You know, give her more credit. Her family's not a given. Maybe just simply give an open mind. enjoyed that 10-ish minute think session with me on gender equality and working parents. These are just my lived and learned opinions, not facts. And remember, if something doesn't sit right with you, then it's probably not right for you. I'll see you next week.